This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. That's how you're going to start this episode off? How dare he? I hate Dave Filoni. I can't say the other thing. (laughs) Okay, I guess we're obviously talking... Dave Filoni's a meanie head. (laughs) The end. Welcome back to Pizza and Parsecs. I'm devastated right now. (laughs) I'm crying again. And I'm also Dave, I guess. I guess I'm Liv. Not happy, but I'm happy. I have conflicting feelings. It sounds like you just want to jump right into it. Well, I mean, we can do this week in Geek. It's fine. Yeah, I guess we... Well, well yeah. Liv. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not bury the lead here. We are going to be talking about the first episode of The Bad Batch. If you haven't watched it, pause this after we do our week in Geek. Go educate yourself because there will be spoilers. The end. I mean, yeah, our episode title is, you know, the Bad Batch Aftermath episode. So I would hope that if you're listening to this, you have seen it. But anyway. In parentheses, Dave Filoni's a meanie head. Okay. Liv, last time we chatted, you were neck deep in High Republic. How's that coming along? I finished the first one. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm about halfway through. Oh, I meant to figure out what the title was. I can't remember what the title of this one is. Test of Courage? Yeah, that one. I'm like, maybe not halfway. I'm almost halfway through A Test of Courage. Nice. Yeah. That one's the young reader one. It has pictures. It's really good. (laughs) I like it. That's awesome. I know that like, so I know from my extensive amount of research, making sure I read this in the correct order, there's not a correct order. It is advised to read it in release order. So it would be the first one that was Light released. Light of the Jedi. Yeah, Light of the Jedi. Test of Courage is next. The first comic book, uh, Marvel book, not the IW. IDW. That one. Um, and then Into the Darkness or Into the Dark, whatever yeah, it is. the Claudia Griff one. Yeah. Um, so I decided I am going to go in that order. I may not read the comic book before Into the Dark, um, mainly because I want to save all of the comics for their own kind of series on its by itself. So I want to read all the books first and then all the comic books afterwards. Nice. Yeah, but it's really good. I would recommend reading this one as well. Um, I think w- with some of the stuff that I've read, it is mentioned or suggested that reading all of the books in release order, you don't necessarily have to do it, but there is references in later books to earlier books being, I can't say anything because you are not as far as I am, so never mind. No, um, being some of the events that happen in these books, they're referenced multiple times. So if you want to know what they're referen- or what they're referring to, then you should read them in order. Cool. Yeah. It's good. I dressed up for May the 4th as well this week and taught my students with my baby Yoda ears. I put a picture on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, go look for it. It's really funny. (laughs) 
That is all. What have you been up to this week? I... So I've been working a lot recently, so I've not been able, I've not had as much discretionary time as I usually do to be able to read and catch up on nerdy things. However, however, pulled a live word there. (laughs) Yes. However, I did have a chance to check out Swamp Thing finally. Yay. Which I really enjoyed. Good. I thought it was pretty cool. I watched it on the CW app. It's a very edited show via the CW app. You can tell that the original version is a little bit more explicit, both in visual content and in language as well. I, I, I'm i going to stick with it, I think. I think I'm going to keep going with it. This is your friendly, gentle reminder to not sleep on Invincible. Oh, yeah. We're not going to be doing an episode or a series on Invincible, but that doesn't mean that we are not highly recommending it to you, gentle listener. Definitely highly recommend to our adult listeners. That's a good caveat. It is a, it, at first it doesn't seem to be as graphic. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it, it ends up being a little bit more mature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know our listeners range in age because nerdiness yeah. is not, there's, there's really not an age specifically for nerds, you know, we're, we're all different ages, but I would definitely recommend, uh, not watching this if you are young or period. It's really good though. It is really good. I enjoy it. And we talked about this. I enjoyed it for its face value. I was a little grossed out. Shocker. Um, but I did enjoy it for its face value. And Sandra O oh being a comic book character made my heart happy. J.K. Simmons being a comic book character. Okay, but Sandra O. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. J.K. Simmons basically plays a Superman type character, except for in this version of Superman. They don't CGI edit out his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, there's that. No, it's really, really good. We both really enjoyed it. I think we finished it in two sittings. I finished it in two two sittings. Yeah, I, t- I took my time with it a little bit. I think I, I, I watched one of the episodes twice as well. Yeah, you watched the first episode with me twice. No, I watched the first two episodes with you twice. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Anyway, still highly recommend that show. For me, I felt like there's a lot of depth to it. So it's not just a superficial show that just looks pretty. It's... It's really, really good. Um, other than that, I've been back at it working through the Light of the Jedi. Yay. So that I can talk to Liv about it. Yes. So, yeah, trying to catch up on that. Be a better nerd. That's me right now. <laughs> well, um, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, it has taken me months to even start the high republic books and i listened to the first one on audible personally um because my schedule didn't give me enough time to do reading and such yeah and i think for me like the reason that light of the jedi is so slow going for me is because that style the style of storytelling is not my favorite kind of presentation. Right. Which we've talked about. It like the multiple different perspectives and things like that. Right. I personally have a uh, I think there's too many 
for okay. me personally. I love the story, but it just takes me longer yeah. to transition, comprehend. Absolutely. So I, I have to take my time my time with it, and it's a little bit more of a chore. Yeah. But I am enjoying it. It's a oh, great yeah. story. Yeah. And that kind of that kind of read for me is some of my favorite. I enjoy reading multiple perspectives. Yeah. Um uh Test of Courage is very similar, but instead of where I think uh the first one has like maybe five or six different perspectives by the end of the book, this one only has four that I know of right now. Yeah, and I can I can tolerate I can tolerate that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate it. <laughs> like Thrawn Thrawn had the different perspectives. Okay. Thrawn I, I felt like I responded better to Thrawn because I don't know I think there was only like three right. or f- maybe maybe four perspectives in Thrawn. Right. Um Claudia Gray's book, uh Across the Stars. Right. That had uh multiple perspectives in it and that's that's that book you you gotta you gotta get to that seriously that's on my summer reading list so i guess another thing in my week is i have created a summer reading list that has already begun um being all of the high republic books out right now i know i at least i think i know that there are two one coming out in june one coming out in july that will that are coming and i will be getting those on audible because i find that listening to those books is a lot more helpful with how many perspectives. Again, Test of Courage only has four, and they're all together for most of the book that I've read so far. Hearing them and also knowing that the people reading those books are giving different voices to the characters or they're even bringing other people to do voices for the characters is massively helpful for these books. So I'm listening to them. Gotcha. So in the audible version, it's more like an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds like I'm watching it as a movie, but there's mm-hmm. no visual. It's really cool. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, I'm going to read The Hobbit. I have a couple of... Yeah, I still haven't finished that one. <laughs> it's on my list. I want to read it. Um, I have a few Jonathan Kahn books that I'm still working on. Um, profoundly good was given to me for my birthday. I want to read that. Um, but Dark Disciple is on the list. I want to actually for read real? it. Yes, but I have to actually buy that one because you only have paperback, and I don't want to ruin your paperback. Yeah, don't ruin my paperback. So I'm getting a hardcover this summer. Lives a monster and bends the spine. I do. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Sue me. So I'm going to get it in hardcover or I'm going to get it on Audible. Okay. Not sponsored at all. But I have found that Audible is a super cool use of my time. Like in my car, driving to work or working in general, I'll listen to podcasts or I'll listen to a book. Um, And there's several other books that are on my list that I need to read. Okay. A lot of comic books. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of podcasts, have you been listening to anything fun this week in the podcast corner? I listened to the Drift Space this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I got made fun of. You did not get made fun of. Mm, kind of got made fun no, of. No, you didn't. No. G said that Godzilla screaming rainbows would sound better than the Snyder Cut. That's being that, made fun of. I take personal offense oh, to that. okay. I was like... <laughs> He didn't make fun of you. I take personal offense to that. 
Um, no, other than that, I have mostly been listening to my books. Okay. In the car. Sorry, podcast friends. I, I, like I said, I've been working a lot this week and I've, the only podcast that I would have been able to listen to this week is I've been working my way through backlog of podcasts and the most recent one I listened to was the Force of Light Entertainment did an episode on Godzilla versus Kong. Ah, and, I actually watched yeah, that one. You kind of watched it. No, not the movie. I watched their I watched their episode on that. Oh, I was on like, YouTube. I was like, did you no. fall asleep in that too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I watched them talk about it. I like watching Force of Light Entertainment. They put on a really good YouTube yeah, show. Yeah. I usually save them for my after work dinner time. I watch mm-hmm. Force of Light Entertainment. Like I have friends when I eat dinner. <laughs> like you're sitting there having a, a geeky discussion over uh, some ramen or whatever you eat. I eat cereal sometimes. <laughs> I've been eating food. I don't have any ramen here. Mainly spaghettios. Yeah. No, because you're already in bed by the time I get home from work. So yeah, I, I go to put bed on, at like nine. Yeah. I put on Force of Light Entertainment and I watch them while I eat dinner because friends. Friends. Yeah. I'm all by myself. So big shout outs this week to the Drift Space, which again is a podcast I do with my besties. And of course, they're okay. Force of Light Entertainment. Michelle and Natalie are good friends over there. Make sure you guys check them out. All right. So let's dive right in to Bad Batch Episode 1 Aftermath. Dave Filoni, why for cuss? <laughs> why for cuss? And then, I feel like partially Bad Batch was Dave Filoni's excuse to make us relive 66 again. For the millionth time. And it's just as heartbreaking. I we, We've watched this episode together multiple times now. And each time, I start tearing up. I had to stuff my face with Chinese food just to keep myself from crying. And that's how we open the episode. <laughs> Yes, with Chinese food stuffed faces. But Tom King is back giving us the intro. War! War. That was Clones! Hold on. Before we get into like the meat of this, let's just talk real quick about... Liv here did not understand Tom King at all when he said Jedi Master Depo Bilaba. I swear he said blah 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 blah. He thought <laughs> she thought that, that he was, was like turkey. stuttering so bad. God bless you. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, oh, it's Depo. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll we'll get us some 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 baby Canaan ap- action here. Little Caleb Doom. And she's over there like, what did he say? Depa-ba-la-la-ba. <laughs> he said turkey. <laughs> oh, my God. I died. We had to pause it. It was like five seconds into the episode. It's like, that. that's her, that, that's her name. Depa-ba-la-ba. That's, it's fine. I didn't understand what he said. <laughs> he, he does speak fast. He speaks fast. He has a very thick voice. Very deep announcer voice. Right. And he sometimes sounds like he's underwater or has like fluid in his sinus cavities. 
just sometimes. And especially when he said, blah, 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 blah. Debo Bilaba. I'm not going to be able to say that with my stutter. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, I mean, I guess that's a good transition. Like, one of the first things we see is Jedi Master Debo Bilaba with... Her Padawan, who is, who is none other than Kanan. So exciting. Or as his real name is, Caleb Doom. I always, every time I say his name, like I say it like the Bindu in my head, like Doom. <laughs> it's literally about to be like, Doom. <laughs> but we got to see him voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. Like being all spunky and stuff. Yeah, and then we realize what's happening. Yes, we do. It was like a moment of like, oh, this is so. Wait a second. Yeah, I can't. Why four cuz? Why four cuz? Caleb like runs off to get the Bad Batch, and they come back, and there are things like Hunky Dory. Bad Batch saves the day. It's awesome. I'm like, yes, metal. And then. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then we hear. Then we hear Tech go, General Kenobi has engaged with General Grievous on Utapau. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, great. Yeah. And then he goes on and says something about a transcripted message for all clones that he couldn't necessarily, like, understand. Like, he he wasn't, like, receiving it or something like that. He was trying to access it. And that was the moment that I felt my heart sink for the second time. In a 12-month span. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Why four cuz? Why four cuz? <laughs> I need you to leave my heart alone with Order 66. Please and thank you. I can't think of any other reason to do go back to Order 66, but he probably has figured something out. The Kenobi series. Let's be real. I'm already prepared. <laughs> We're going to go somewhere with that. You're reading High Republic all of a sudden. Dave Dave Filoni jumps in like, (laughs) by the way, don't forget about Order 66. (laughs) I'm listening listening to it in bed because like that's what I do. I listen to my books in in, in bed while you're sleeping with my headphone in. And all all that's going to happen is I'm sleeping and they're going to be talking about some cool stuff that's going on in the High Republic. And it's just going to be Dave Filoni's voice saying, Order 66. I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to be like... I won't want to find Dave Filoni. Uh, you best not. <laughs> I won't wake you up. You best up. not. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I'll just unless make it's listen. another tornado. <laughs> yeah, I'll only wake you up for tornadoes. But I'll put that. I'll put that on in the morning and be like, "Listen to this." <laughs> so that was heartbreaking to have to experience that again. Uh, that was j- more than heartbreaking. That was Temple of Doom. Reach into my chest, pull out my beating heart, and throw it in the lava. It it was like an orchestra of well executed emotional beats. I, was, I felt I feel like I need to go to therapy after all of these Star Wars things. Like you had Depa Bilaba, who was right there with her clones, and. The look of like confusion and betrayal that you get you see from her and then you see her transition to master and protector as Caleb is like running back towards her and the desperation in her voice telling him to leave like to run to go yeah and get having to experience like the helplessness yeah of Caleb on top of that 
and just having to run away, not being able to trust literally anybody on the planet. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was really cool how it was portrayed. If I feel like she knew what was happening before it happened. Like she could feel yeah. something in the force. And one of the really cool things that I feel like when you just watch the movies or Clone Wars and stuff, something that I didn't realize until reading The High Republic was there are different gifts within Jedi. Yeah. Um, being some are warriors, some are empaths. And there's like a whole bunch of other ones, but I'm actually getting to dive deeper into what that looks like um, in training, in being a Padawan, in being an actual Jedi Knight, all that really cool stuff. Because prior to the High Republic, I am going to be that person. I've only read one Star Wars book, and I can't even remember which one it was way back when I was a kid. So it was really cool to have this knowledge and then see the change in her. And it was like, ooh, she feels it. I wonder if she's an empath. Ooh. Then my brain started to go for a little bit. But then I realized, like, come back to Earth or whatever planet they're on. Yeah, there's a lot of cool, I guess, bring it back to uh, what you would call it in Christianity, sort of a spiritual gift. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool spiritual gifts. One that comes to mind is I'm, I'm completely blanking on the dude, uh, but he's like a tracker. And he basically he can touch things and feel and get to visualize what the story behind it is. Yeah. So he could touch uh, somebody's lightsaber and get to see what happened to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really super cool stuff cool. like yeah. that. Yeah. So getting to see that like shift before the order was even announced on like our screens, like before we even heard Palpatine say execute order 66 you saw that she knew what was going on and she didn't draw her lightsaber it wasn't until she was being attacked it was almost like she didn't want to draw attention to caleb kanan depending on you know what time period we're talking too soon so he could still make it out her reaction was not dissimilar to yoda's reaction yeah it really harkened back to what i saw yo how yoda reacted on kashik yeah he had sort of that split second premonition like this is something that's happening yep and then he reacted to it yeah it only because i recently watched a new hope it brought me to ben kenobi's reaction to um alderaan blowing up he has that same kind of moment in a new hope as well so it's really cool to see like different jedi now how they react to a change and shift in the force and getting to read about it too is really really cool yeah that like the first five minutes of this why four cuz why four cuz i i mean i'm we're not going to do a play-by-play here we're, we're assuming you've watched it but I think overall for me, like I, I want to kind of transition from like this piece here where, you know, where we're talking about Order 66 again from a different perspective. <laughs> Who would have thought? Which brilliantly executed. Obviously, we thought it was very well done. We loved it, but hated it, but loved it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, But we got to experience this from 
the Bad Batch's perspective. So I kind of want to dive into what you know we're we're here to talk about the Bad Batch themselves: Wrecker, oh, yeah. Tech, Hunter, Crosshair, Echo. We get to hang out with these guys, and which I think is super super cool. You know, we had Clone Force ninety nine got introduced to them uh, back in the Clone Wars, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, and we get to see what the continuation of their journey looks like. Yeah. And something that overall I love with strictly clone related episodes, both in Clone Wars and what we experience in Bad Batch is so much of it is about finding an identity. Yeah. And I feel like that's really accentuated even more. With the Bad Batch, because they're labeled as, depending on who you ask, defective, deviant, and... Modified. Modified, yeah, enhanced. They they have all these different labels on them. And it's interesting to see, you know, what does their journey look like in the Empire? Yeah, I think it's really cool that you bring that up, because... I really appreciated this episode giving us a perspective of what happened prior to Order 66 with the clones. Um, And we see throughout Clone Wars this gaining of identity amongst our favorite clones. And then in one moment that was stripped from every single clone. And now they're back to this kind of soldier feel, like a good soldier follows orders which by the way i hate you dave filoni again why for because <laughs> why you gotta say that again you said it not once you said it twice Two times. there might have it might have been thrice i might have just tuned out the thrice, thrice. of it i have asked you thrice, thrice. <laughs> dave filoni i'm now asking you thrice leave order 66 alone oh the 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 good soldiers follow orders though like oh my gosh but it was it was so cool to see the vast difference between the bad batch and the newly stripped clones yeah and this kind of like almost robotic sense to the clones and then there they were Mm -hmm. kind of wreaking havoc yet again which is great yeah it is and so, like, after 66, and I, I think so much of this series is going to be figuring out what their identities look like yeah, outside of the scope of the the Republic that they once served. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, even, even with Crosshair. Yeah, I was about to say the same he thing. He had, I mean, he was obviously initially conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his chip was partially working right. to the point where he tried to take out Caleb. Right. He was following orders for two different sides. He was following yeah. Hunter's orders, but he was also following the Empire's orders. Yeah, like he still disobeyed with right. Hunter. Um I mean he he filed a report he filed reports, but like, you know, he's still He disobeyed there. on both but, sides, yeah. Um so I think a lot of this series is gonna be them figuring out their own identities outside of, you know, being this uh, 
not not having a master, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to that aspect of the Bad Batch. And I, I I know I've said this before. I haven't really been a big fan of the clone focused episodes in Clone Wars, mm-hmm. but this was really cool to. I, the, and the the reason that I have not been a huge clone episode fan is because I felt, for me personally, I felt like I couldn't follow their storylines. It would be like a one-off or a, just an arc that, like, okay, well, that's great, but I don't see that character again. Or it would be Rex, and I know Rex, and I love Rex. That's great. Um, or it'd be Commander Cody or, you know, smaller clone characters. But this is a centralized series on five, six clones that I can relate to and I can I can kind of fall in love with like I did with Jedis or mm-hmm. recently Chopper as a, as a droid. I love the Rebel Droid episodes because I love Chopper. Yeah. So I'm excited because we get to find those identities and we get to follow a handful of clones. Yeah. And I love the journey that they took in this, you know, going back to Kamino figuring out what's going on you had the they got to, you got to see like this assembly of clones oh my gosh. plus the bad batch listening to palps's speech I after goosebumps. after he um established when he established the new empire yeah like that has left me scarred yeah i remember we watched it <laughs> You were so amazing. You waited for me to watch Bad Batch. We waited until Wednesday to watch Bad Batch because I worked all day Tuesday. I told you you could watch it without me, but it was okay. You didn't, and you waited for me. I remember reaching over and being like, this is the exact same thing. Like We're we're getting the same audio from Revenge of the Sith, and I know that the voice actor is different Mm -hmm. than Palps in Clone Wars, but this was the same audio, and it was... So chilling to see the voice of Palpatine on the Clone Wars artwork, Palpatine. Yeah. It was scary. You you heard Ian McDermott. It was scary, but it was good. It was so good. And, you know, all of the clones in the the assembly were like cheering. Except for the Bad Batch. Yeah, exactly. Except for the Bad Batch. And Tex just sitting there like, yeah. The, you know something's going on here like something activated in a chip or or something yeah. like that like it was a very haunting sequence there yeah chills chills goosebumps uh, nightmares <laughs> speaking of fun things being brought back we had a fun droid in this episode <gasps> i loved as that well. droid az3 so cool. Who you might remember from C- Clone Protocol 66 arc in the Clone Wars, where Fives was having issues with his chip. It was malfunctioning. AZ-3 was the droid that helped him out. And at the end of that episode, AZ-3 got his memory wiped. Oh, what is going on? Flight bulb's going bad. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, it's flickering. It's scary. Uh, okay, I did not put that connection together. I did not remember that. 
I really like this droid. Go, we should go back and rewatch Clone Protocol 66. We should. That was that's really cool. I really like this droid. He was like, "Ooh, I like research projects. Is it about this? What about this? What about this?" I was like, "You are my friend." Which he makes a he makes a comment in there, like all he's in he's in the room with Omega, who we'll get to, and he's like, uh, because he's in the room with all the clones with Omega as well, uh. It goes on the table after the big cafeteria fight or whatever. And he goes, he, he says to, to the, the clones, like, I have terrible news. You all are, have defective programming or y'all are defective. <laughs> and in my mind, like, I just think that's so funny because I, I'm convinced that prior to his memory being wiped, and Clone Protocol 66, he knew who Clone Force 99 was. Right. Had he to. had to have known. Had to, yeah. Well, and I thought it was, I, think the, I thought the next comment was my favorite, where he was like, I will let you take time with this grieving news or like this yeah. shocking news or something along those lines. And I, I thought that was super funny because he's like, I'm going to let you, uh, I'm going to let you sit in that for a minute and, uh, React. So yeah, AZ3 was an absolute joy. We're introduced to a new character, though, that I kind of want to talk about here. Okay. We got Omegers. Oh my gosh. Omegers. I like this child so much. Omega is a clone, a genetically enhanced or I or defective, depending on who you're going to talk to on Camino. They, the pi- prime minister would probably say defective, but his assistant chick would probably say enhanced. Or Tarkin would, I mean, because Tarkin hates everyone. Everyone hates Tarkin. It's I a like, mutual hatred. I, I like Tarkin. Okay. I think Tarkin's interesting. I don't like him as a person. I wouldn't be friends with him. <laughs> I'm, I might share an Uber. No. Like, maybe share an Uber. <laughs> maybe share an Uber with Tarkin. I just couldn't. I wouldn't be able to sit there with that scowl he has. I'd ask him, like, what's wrong with your face? Yeah, and then you jump out of the Uber and never have to see him again. Yeah. Nah. No? Okay. Nah. Gotcha. I don't like Uber anyways. Lift's where it's at. Then it was cool. It was cool to see Tarkin and how, I guess, you know, the decision was made to not leverage this clone army that they had and instead go with with conscription. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, Omega. Omega. Or as she says, Omega. I think she introduced herself like three times. From the from I, the corridor? Omega. Yes, from the corridor. She was a fun character. She's I like I cool. liked her. She was a good balance with like the hard weathered bad batch. Mm-hmm. Sort of this bright shining light yeah. to this shadow. Yeah. Over, that was currently sitting over the Bad Batch. Yeah. I feel like she brings a usefulness to a group of people who seem like they've had to grow up pretty quickly. Well, Wrecker hasn't. Wrecker no. likes to blow stuff up because he likes to blow <laughs> stuff up, remember? <laughs> I like Wrecker. He's funny. And he's got his Lula. That was so cute. I mean, yes, but it's like a genuine usefulness. I feel like with Wrecker, it's this, like, it keeps him grounded, and he also just is kind of dumb. 
Wrecker is precious. I love Wrecker. He's like a big teddy bear. He's precious. I'd be friends with Wrecker. I would sh- I would share an Uber with Wrecker happily. I would invite Wrecker over for dinner. I would invite Wrecker out for dinner. <laughs> Maybe not in. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, we got this this little girl who ends up being an absolute beast. Right. With a blaster. Yeah. Nearly taking out Crosshair like that. Like that shot though. Mm. Well, and I, I think the the you know, we, we know that she is a clone. She is the only female clone I think we've ever been introduced to in Star Wars thus far. I can't think of another female clone from Kamino. Well, technically, everybody you see on Kamino is a clone. No, Their entire species is cloned. Okay, human female clone. Okay, gotcha. She's the first female of like this cloning process type thing that they were experiencing through humans. Humans. If they are humans. Who knows? They're cartoons. Whatever. Anyway, she is defective or enhanced or whatever, but we don't know what her enhancement is. She is a child, and she's also seemingly created towards the tail end of the Clone Wars when everyone knows, like, the Clone Wars is coming to an end. Why for cuz? Is that a why for cuz moment? It's a good why for cuz moment. Okay. Why for cuz moment. It's a good one. Okay. Like, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm very intrigued by the decision to have this female human clone who is defective or enhanced join the Bad Batch who out of nowhere shot her first blaster and the first shot took out Crosshair's weapon. I smell Force-sensitive clone. Okay. I'm going to preach that till I'm proven wrong. I I have no idea. I, I'm... The thing that I'm more speculative of is something. There's something else I'm I'm marinating on a little bit more. What is it? Um, but I'll get there in just a second. Okay. Anything else on Omega? No, other she's super her, cool. Other than her just being, you know, adorable. Oh my goodness, the mm. way that she like copies Hunter is so cute. Yeah. And, like sitting in the jail cell. Like the same way up against the back of the of the wall, and then he puts his hand under his chin, and then realizes what's going on, and they're running down the hall, and they both do the like, "Don't move" moment. She's so cute. It'll be interesting to figure out what her story is. Yes. Well, and like she mentions, you know, when when Hunter's like, "Well, don't you have parents?" and she has that like curious like parents. Like, I want to know what her purpose is. Like, what was her purpose on Camino originally, and what is her purpose now? Does she even know? I don't know. Dave Filoni. Why for cuz? If you're gonna make me sit through Order 66, you better give me answers in episode two. That is all. That is all. <laughs> so something that we also kind of glossed over here was I appreciated the ca- the cameo of Saw Gerrera. Oh yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that was. I thought that was really cool. Um, on on your on on Iran, excuse me. Getting to see him and the beginnings of a rebellion, mm-hmm. I guess, and 
you know, that's sort of, it was, it was just really cool to see that as almost like a, you know, I mean, that's not when it was con- like the rebellion was conceived because I guess technically that'd be like Mon Moth, but Padme, that, gr- that crew back on Coruscant when yeah. they were initially conspiring in the Senate. Yeah. But it was cool to see the more militaristic rebellion. Yeah. Like the inception of that. Yeah. I also, I appreciated, it almost had, you know, there's multiple episodes of our podcast where I'm like, I just wish it was full circle. I would just like this to be full circle. Nothing makes sense because of the prequels. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but the soldiers that we saw on this planet, not, not, not necessarily the townspeople or the people who live there, but you could tell the people who had the military people. Yeah. That looked like it was a slight nod to episode six. It was the same kind of like helmets when they're, you know, in the jungle areas and same kind of like face paint. It's that green color. It was a really cool, it, it, maybe it wasn't even intended, but it see it felt like an intended nod to when they're there with Ewoks. It was cute. Yeah. That was all. Yum nub. I appreciate it. Yes, they go and yub nub up on, <laughs> yeah, up on the emperor. Well, and even you know, if it wasn't for me, that was like, oh, that could have easily been a foreshadowing of what kind of wear and garb the republic had later on in the rebellion. Yeah, which was cool. That's it. I'm it, done. it was really cool. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is speculation. Yes. J-19, that's where they're heading. Yes. They've got a friend there. Yes. Who do you think that friend is? Well, I thought for a second, I thought Rex was on J-19, but then I remembered what time we're in. He's not on J-19. Nope. Because he's over there with Ahsoka running away. Yep. So now I don't know who's on J-19. You know who I think it is? Who? Do you remember the episode of Clone Wars where Rex... Uh, encountered like this farmer yeah. who ended up being a deserter. Yeah. I think it's the deserter. You think so? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool. I like that more than the idea of Re- it being Rex. It can't be Rex. My f- The first time we watched it, that's what I thought. You know, there there are other clones too. Yeah. It c- it could be one of the one of the uh, one of the other 501st clones that that removed their chip. It could. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah. I would like to see some Clone Wars stuff pulled into Bad Batch, though. I mean, it yeah. would pull, that would still be pulling from it, but I would like to see some lesser obvious things like the Deserter or, you know, something that would probably give us a little bit more nostalgia or maybe even some, something that could give us this, give us more insight on Omega. Yeah. I'd like that. Metal. Very. Is Tarkin. They're going to see Tarkin. They're going to hang out with Tarkin. They're going to hang out with somebody else who's going to give us a flashback of Order 66. They're going to go share an Uber with Tarkin. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We're going to go run into somebody else who's like half the episode. Hold on. Flashback. <laughs> Execute Order 66. And I'm just going to throw something. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next time you're in an awkward Uber ride and you want to pass the time, head on over to red5network.com and check out one of the amazing podcasts we have over there. 
blessed to have a lot of incredible brothers and sisters. Proud to call the Red 5 Network home. Check it out, red5network.com. And we are Pizza and Parsecs. I've been Dave. I thought you were about to say, we are the Drift Space. No. That's what it sounded like. Sorry, I'm Liv. Hi. And you can check out our show on the aforementioned Red 5 Network or head on over to pizzaandparsecs.com. If you want to do us a real solid, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rate and review. Say some kind words. Helps the algorithm, the rating system, get us in the recommended lists of other folks on the iTunes. I read them. And Liv reads them when she wants to feel better about life. Yep. It's like poetry for her. Write her a poem. Oh my gosh. Someone write me a poem. That'd be so fun. I'm really bad at like reading poems though. I'm really bad at like the the rhetoric behind stuff of that nature. I cannot read between the lines. Yeah. You know what? What's that one that makes no sense? What's that one that one kind of poem that you can write? Haikus. Yeah, write me a haiku. Okay. That'd be so much fun. I won't okay. understand it. Anyway, we've got socials. Facebook's Twitters, Instagrams. I don't know why I keep bothering mentioning the Facebooks. We only ever really use Instagram, Twitters, and even then, it's mostly Twitter. But hit us up over there, at Pizza and Parsecs. We love to hear from you. Give us all the hollers you've got. We always holler back. Holla! (laughs) Can you give a normal one, please? (laughs) I haven't ever done that before. (laughs) It just, I all sounded like, let's see how long I can hold it. And as always, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Mischief Manage, may the force be with you, and God bless. Bye.